Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. I'm Chieko Dunham. This is the podcast where we talk about Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute is another way to say that. Today we are talking about minute. Nausicaa. Go ahead. Minute you... 13. Minute of... 13 of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Minute 13 starts with the um, horse claw rider leading his pair of horse claws off screen. Mm-hmm. And it ends with Yupa talking Yupa. about how he had to fire his gun to save a fox squirrel. So we finally learn their names. This is the minute where we know who these people are. Yay, we can call them by their names now. Yes. <laughs> so the opening shot, so we see he, the opening shot is, is just him, the tail end of him of the last minute where he's just riding off screen. Yeah. And then it cuts to like a pan over the desert. Mm-hmm. And you see these spikes of stone sticking up out of the sand. Yeah. And then we hear like the rattling of these yeah. wind. And then the next shot, we see mills. stone towers that have kind of the same shape, but they're like, I mean, they're very, very tall. Yeah. And so you, I, you almost, I almost wondered, are these the spikes in the previous shot, just those towers seen from far away? But I don't think so. Because some of them are very pretty steep angle, like sticking yeah. out of the ground. Yeah. So I don't know what those things are. Things that what they reminded me of, what they looked like was... The resources that you mine in um, on the planets in the video game No Man's Sky. Oh, Have you ever seen that? So it's I've, like a very... I've witnessed you, you playing this. You've witnessed me playing this. I mean, there's, those are very, a way to say very obviously, here's some resources that you can collect, right? <laughs> They're sticking out of the ground on a weird <laughs> angle. Therefore, you should pay attention to them and take a look at them. Oh, look. <laughs> oh, look, resources. minerals that you might need for your fuel of your ship. That's how, I mean... Yeah, that's what they look like to me. But I don't know mm-hmm. what they are. Like, why are these I, things yeah, sticking why out of the ground? Why are they not eroded by into sand? Yeah, like everything else. I was thinking, like at first glance, I was like, "Oh, is this like another dead village?" But like when we get a closer look at it, there's clearly no buildings, or at least like the tall pillars aren't buildings at all. It's just like a collection of wind. Mills. Yeah, so it's cutting it now. So now I don't think these like spikes. I think those are low. Like I was saying, the spikes that we first see, I think, are very small. Yeah. And then we see these towers with the wind chimes and wind flutes in them. Mm -hmm. They're very tall. They're, I mean, they're stone towers. They're almost like obelisks or something, but they're curved, made of brick. How tall do you think they are? They're like... Really tall. At least, probably like two or three stories at least. Yeah. Some of them maybe like five stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think these are for? Um, I just had a thought and I was thinking maybe it's a place... It's kind of like a religious oh, gathering place, so maybe. it's like a pilgrimage point. Because I'm assuming that from the previous minute where we had the whole mural or whatever, I'm assuming that they worship the wind. So it would make sense if they just had a collection of wind chimes, and that would be their kind of pilgrimage. Huh. So I think they they come out there. So where? So this seems to be this is between the forest and and the valley the village, and the valley. Right. Yeah. So you don't think these, the turning, like the, the things that we see turning in the wind, mm-hmm. these weather vanes or something, you don't think these are driving any kind of machinery? Uh, I'm assuming that this is pretty far from the valley. Yeah. So I don't know how they would, how they're getting energy or anything from yeah, like such a far yeah. away place. And if they are, then that's a very complex system yeah. that we aren't aware of. Or else it's doing, it's just driving some stuff that needs to be done out there yeah or it's like a like on your way to the forest maybe it's like an indicator on like how strong the winds are just to like advise you like whether or not you should go yeah. 
the other thing I was thinking, maybe it's a so we've already see, we've just seen her use sound to kind of calm down. Oh. You know, I'm just wondering if these produce like a, a warning sound is something to to keep insects or other types of animals away from the valley. I can I can see that because um, I think later on the, in the movie we hear like a bug kind of rev up and it makes a similar noise. Oh, do we? I think so. Okay. How close do you think this is to the edge of town? She's flying back. Yeah. She's not like, oh, let me just walk along with you. No, she's like, I have to fly back. But could you carry this? Yeah. Does she... Oh, wait, that's not this minute. That's Whoops. not this minute. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so we see as she jumps off Mev, she jumps off her glider. Yeah. In the distance behind her, we see the ruins of what looks like a ship. So we'll see this later. I think this is the starship or the spaceship. Really? Yeah. Do you see it? I don't... Are you looking at it? Oh, hold up. Are you looking at the movie, the minute? Um, She's off her glide. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. I totally missed that. Yeah. Whoa. So that, I guess, kind of gives you a clue about... I don't know how far away that is. I mean, it's a big... Yeah, it's we, huge. We know that that thing is huge. And I guess it's some distance. We see... I mean, it, we this is kind of spoilers, but we see later in the movie, it's some distance from the village, right? Yeah. So kind of gives you a sense of the geography. I wonder if that ship... Like, from that ship, the first people who came to the valley came from. Oh, so you think they landed? Like, in yeah, they, ship? like, maybe, maybe crashed somewhere and, like, they were just walking to see if they uh, could find maybe. anything. And maybe that's how the valley started. Maybe. It'd be interesting. Wow, so she jumps off and she says, Yupasama! 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 <laughs> in the manga, she mm-hmm. jumps off and says, Yupasensei. Yupasensei. She does call him sensei, I think. In this, in the movie as well? Like in later, like in maybe yeah. like minute 14. That kind of makes more sense to me than Yupasama. Yeah, than Yupasama. Yupasama is... Like master, like lord. Lord, yeah. They, some, the so subtitles call him Lord Yupa. The subtitles call him Lord Yupa, yes. So these are, I don't know if these are like fan subs though. I mean, these are fan subs. If you look him up on the Nausicaa wiki. Yes. Yupa Meralda. Yupa Meralda. Meralda. M-I-R-A-L-D-A is his name. Wow. Last name. Also mm-hmm. known as Master Yupa. Master Yupa. Makes more sense than yeah. Lord Yupa. So we can assume that this is like a student teacher. Yeah. Apprentice. Yeah. I mean, he's thing. he's referred to as her mentor. Yeah. In the, in the manga at least once. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he's he's a master swordsman, as we'll see later. But he yeah. probably, as he comes through, he probably teaches, gives master classes because he's a master. Oh, my God. Yupa, yeah. Like a master Jedi. <laughs> so we get introduced to the fox squirrel. So cute. In this minute. Mm-hmm. So, so and then get a little weird again. <laughs> yeah. So Nasa gets this funny look on her face. Mm-hmm. when she notices the fox squirrel in Yupa's pouch. So she runs up to Yupa and she hugs him. Mm-hmm. So do you think she hears something in his pouch? Or do you think she felt some motion, some wriggling below his waist? And that's why she's, that's what that look on her face means. Like, whoa, what? Is, what? Hello, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I, I think... Um, Could be like a... The Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Yeah, I think, I don't, I don't want to say she like felt any movement. I don't want to say, well, I did just <laughs> yeah, say you it, just so <laughs> I guess I did want to say it, but. But I, I mean, I guess. I don't want to believe it. I think she could, I think you could hear. The rustling. The rustling of that, or like you could notice like the motion. Yeah. Like out of the corner of your eye and be like, what is in your pouch, bruh? Yeah, why is that moving? Yeah, okay. 
Okay, about the fox squirrel, Lord Yupa explains how he found the fox squirrel, uh-huh. and he does says, he "Do that in this minute." Yeah, he does it in this minute. Okay, and he says he mistook it for a child. Yeah, well, how could you do that? <laughs> it is not big. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not very as big. small. It's not even as big as a newborn. No. It's like, oh, I mistook this for an uh, an unborn fetus. <laughs> what? How, dude? dude I, I mean, if it's if he's mistaking it, this for a child, just, well, yeah. How would? Yeah, I was like, gonna say maybe he, he say, heard it. Yeah, maybe he heard something that he thought was the cry of a baby of a human child. Maybe, but maybe it's like the way that she noticed him. Maybe he there was some wreck or something, and he saw movement, oh. and he just assumed that that was like a human, a human. Uh, but hmm. somehow it was a fox squirrel that had got into whatever place the humans were, even though it's we know that it it <laughs> demonstrates yeah. in a few seconds how scared it is of humans. I just like I. I like heard that and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> there's there's a couple things about this story that don't make sense. <laughs> yeah. So maybe Master Yupa is pulling our legs here. Yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe it's an indicator that he's full of garbage and maybe we shouldn't <laughs> listen to what he has to say. He's a scam. He's a con artist. I don't know. I mean he's he's not a very good one because this story is <laughs> no. no good. Just Nasuka seems credible. Yeah. Or she seems to credit it. She she like when she hears that story, she isn't even like, Really? She's so just she's wait, just kind of what? Yeah. She just kind of is like, Oh, it's a fox girl, it's so cute, like I'm gonna tame it or whatever. She's overcome by its cuteness. She's too distracted. <laughs> I by am. How cute it is. I was. Yeah. I didn't notice that detail until I like saw this minute for the third it's time. Cute. It is cute. It's so cute. Too bad like they don't sell the plushies in the stores. They must. They don't. Online they probably. Yeah. But they don't. <laughs> but we'll get more of him in the next minute. Yeah. For sure. Do you have anything else? No, that's all I had. Um, Yupa has a great mustache. I just wanted to point that out. So is that his just a mustache, do you think? Or is that like a mustache plus beard? What is that? I don't know. I th- it's very bushy. Yeah. Maybe it's mustache plus beard. We don't We don't ever see his mouth in this movie. True. Ever. We just see his collection of hair around his, his mouth. His facial hair move. move, yeah. Just thought that was very big commitment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of the, I mean, we'll see later a lot of the villagers. Yeah. Also, yeah. Mito. And okay. We get a lot of um, dialogue. And so we get to listen to their voices. And um, I decided to look up their voice actors. Yeah. And Lord Yupa is voiced by Naya Golo, who is Inspector Zenigata in the original Lupin the Third series. And we've called the TV him series. in the TV series and in some of the movies. And we've. And you've referred to him as like an Obi-Wan Kenobi type thing. And it turns Uh, out uh, that he's the uh, Japanese voice actor for Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original trilogy. So in the Japanese dubbed version of of the original Star Wars, 1977, Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice was... Lord Yupa. Lord Yupa. Master Yupa. Master Yupa. And then his successor is Morikawa Toshiyuki. Success, what do you mean his successor? His successor meaning that uh, Morikawa Toshiyuki voiced Obi-Wan Kenobi and everything else. Okay. And he is the voice actor for Sephiroth. Oh, right on. Yeah. So when you say everything else, we're talking about like the Ian McGregor? Yeah, Ian Kenobi? McGregor. Okay. Kenobi. Yeah. And um, Naya Goro is also... The Japanese voice actor for Charlton Heston in Planet of the Apes. Nice. Clark Gable in Batman, the 1992 TBS edition. Wait, what? Clark Gable? Yeah. In Batman? Yes. What? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I found all of this on Wikipedia. 
It's probably wrong. What? 1992 Batman? The Tim Burton one? The TBS version. The TBS version? Yes. What? I don't know. What? The TBS version. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. It's the TBS edition. Oh. Yeah. The animated series? Uh, I don't know. But Clark Gable? Clark Gable, yes. What? I don't know. Naya, what is it again? Naya Goro. Naya Goro. Mm-hmm. As you're looking that up, he voiced Ultraman Ace in Goro Ultraman Naya. Ace. Okay. 1972. He's known for Nausicaa, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, he yes, is. Yes, he is. Going down in 1982. Is it not there? Could be wrong. It is. I don't see it. Hmm. 1992? Yes. It's the date I wrote down. Because I don't think Clark Gable has been in any Batman ever. I don't think so either. So well, where did you get this information? Wikipedia. Chieko. Wikipedia. I use Wikipedia. This is my very light research surface level. I um, have to edit all of this out. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now. I was looking at IMDb before. And yeah, I can see how the formatting is a little bit confusing. It lists him as providing voiceovers for Clark Gable in three movies, The Misfits, Boomtown, and Mogambo. And then right below that, it lists Batman, and it says he provided the voice for Carl Grissom, which is Jack Palance's character in the Tim Burton movie. And I guess 1992 TBS edition would have to refer to when it was broadcast on the Tokyo Broadcast System television network, since a bunch of the other credits here refer to like Nippon TV edition and TV Asahi edition and so forth, so... Okay. So anyway, Nayagoro also is the Japanese voice actor for John Cleese in Monty Python. Huh. Which is fun. Moving on, Naoshika's voice actor, Shibamoto Sumi, is in three other Ghibli movies. and Or at least Miyazaki movies. Yeah, Miyazaki. Um, she's Clarice de Cagliostro in The Castle of Cagliostro. Okay. She was the mother in My Neighbor Totoro. And she's Toki in Princess Mononoke. Toki. Yes. Which one? Who is Toki? I don't remember. Is she one of the women in the I think, village? I think so. Um, I'll look it up. Let's see. Toki. Yes, she is one of the wives. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. She is the Japanese voice actor for Wonder Woman in Justice League. And she also happens to be the Japanese voice actor for Princess Leia in the original trilogy. Oh, nice. So we've got General Kenobi and Princess Leia. And Naoshika. Yeah, he's her only hope. Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought that was fun. It is fun. To look up. As we get more characters, I'll probably look their voice actors up, see what I find. All right. Yeah. Anything else? That's it. This minute? That's all right, all that'll do it. See you next time on... Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute!